This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, 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 it's OLP, episode 323, and I swear I heard Biggity Mike the mayor. Is he coming off the top ropes in the 2023, or is he out gallivanting? No gallivanting today, baby. It was an all-weekend, stay-at-home, watch football, recover the whole nine yards, because, man, I tell you what, me, John Lopez, Ken Lopez, Shannon, we and the rest of our crew, we absolutely killed it at Eastbound Get Down, man. We had a great time. Definitely want to appreciate – we appreciate everybody coming out and supporting the show. We're in year two, and, I mean, bro, more vehicles, more uh, spectators, just more vendors. I mean, we had – we had – it was just – it was a great year two, man, and we're definitely looking for uh, – looking forward to uh, year three, and uh, we just got to nail down this date, and uh, we're just waiting to talk with the venue so as soon as we get that that meeting with the venue done in a couple of weeks, then uh, we'll go ahead and we'll put out those dates and uh, and uh, you know the the information for uh, for twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a lot to talk about with that because there is a rumor, Mike, that was kind of floating around the show. So I, I do want to get to that, but everyone's got to hang tight. OLP is brought to you by our our kinfolk, our family, our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. Their next event in conjunction with Keg Media is Orange Beach Invasion. You can go to their all-new website, obishow.com. Uh, Robbie was very clear. You can register there, but do not register for a premium spot unless you have approval. And then, oh, by the way, Mike, let's not forget, their main flagship event is Scraping the Coast. That is, of course, going down in the month of June, Biloxi. Scraping, with an I-N, thecoast.com. Of course, uh, we will be out there, or that is the third weekend in June. We'll see you guys there. But, Mike, on this episode, dude, really quick, man, bro, you remember 20 years ago, give or take, Steve Platt, he had his mini truck made into a Hot Wheels, and I'm so excited for everyone to hear the story, dude. I mean, literally 20 years later, I don't think most people know the real deal how it went down, dude. Well, hey, yeah, uh, you got me wondering now uh, because I don't know the story, and I definitely want to hear this. Now there was there was another rumor that you know your head's kind of blowing up. You know we got to talk about this later with kind of this this banana rama hammock is now on a shirt. This this Mazda, and then there was talks that you were you know trying to even get with Hot Wheels about maybe a Mazda. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if a yellow. I mean, do kids like yellow um, Mazda pickups and Hot Wheels? I don't know, man. Well, I don't know if kids do, but I know I do, and that's for sure. So with that being said, hey, if we can get if we can get Hot Wheels to make a yellow Mazda, that would be dude, that would be off the chain. Dude, I'm calling a timeout. Your head's already blowing up. You know, Hammered Weekend Wear announced uh, at EBGD that uh, you know they they had put the brakes on one of their designs. They've never really not released two at a time. I know that's a double negative, but they they've always released two at a time. And this time they did a one two punch. I did see their little live video they did over at uh, Ormond Beach. Were you super excited? I mean, dude, bro, everybody's 
Dude, they're all laying down for you, Mike. And I'm going, man, you're just the gallivanter, aren't you, man? Very, very nice. Yes, I was definitely, definitely excited, bro. I was shocked. I was surprised. I think the artwork, you know, graphic disorder. Dude, we say it time and time and time again. They deliver every single time, and they absolutely killed it. Bro, we got strawberry shortcake in there. We got the damn mailbox in the back of the truck with mail flying out everywhere. And uh, – the, the sign on the door says, sorry, we're out gallivanting. Dude, that is, that's absolute gold right there, bro. Absolute gold. I mean, I told Dizzy and Adam, I mean, there's going to have to be some commissions paid on this one, you know? I mean, we can't keep giving these ideas away for free, man. You know what I mean? But all due respect to Adam and Dizzy, uh, you know, Dizzy is kind of the right-hand guy, right, of Hamburg Weekend Wear. Helps with a lot with the Spark Show. Uh, he's doing Dizzy Designs. I know he's helping some of the top shows in the country uh, with their social media stuff. And then, of course, Adam's over there uh, kind of steering the ship, right, with HDW, which I like to call HDWW. Let's be honest, Hammered Weekend Wear. Uh, visit, you know, hammeredweekendwear.com to order. And if you just want to check out the artwork, because, listen, Mike, once they go there, they're going to be roped in, right? Hammered with a D, H-A-M-M-E-R what? D dot. Or hammered weekend wear. H- yeah, H A M M E R D weekendwear.com. They should check it out, right, Mike? Always. And uh, guys, unfortunately, the pre order's already done for, um, he named it Top Dog. Hey, whatever you want to name it, it's all good. I know I got my order in, and uh, I actually, I take that back. Mrs. Mayor put the order in, and she was trying to surprise me. But I'm like, bro, I got to make sure I get this order in, support the the homies over at Hammered Weekend Wear. But also, I got to get the damn design because it's my damn truck. No, listen, I've already reached out because oh, Shannon was talking about the back tattoo that you're kind of hooing and hawing around. They said they could work a deal for a licensing fee of maybe like a grand. It might be twelve fifty, depends. And then you could get it as a tattoo. But, again, you've got to work that deal back with them. I can't, you know, be cutting deals for them. True story. True story. You know, you're absolutely right. And But I, I just want you to know I definitely appreciate um, all your ideas. I definitely yeah. appreciate all your – and you know what? Another thing I definitely appreciate. I appreciate all the videos that you took of Eastbound Get Down, E-B-G-D-D-B-B, whatever you want to call it. Definitely appreciate everything, uh, you know, all your videos because, man, I tell you what, they have definitely hit some numbers. And I know you made uh, you made Scott, Scott, and oh, by the way, Scotty the body. He's going to be Scotty the body. There's no more. I apologize, Scott, for the, the nickname I gave you. He's been working really hard, um, uh, you know, in the gym, and he's got that Scotty the Body nickname back, and we're not even going to discuss that other nickname that I gave yeah, him. Yeah, Sc- so, Scotty the Scott the Bot, I almost thought. You know, it could be like if you were really in a tight deal and you had to just say it really quick. That time, like when Trump called, uh, he said – Tim Apple, you know, and he was like, "Hey, I'm trying to get to the point. I, we know we could be like, yo, Scott Bot, yo, give, you know, give me the goods. You know what I mean? But well, that's that's I, I mean, gave, that's a stretch. I gave him I gave him another nickname because I accused him of of being you know that c word, and yeah. um and so I gave him you know instead of you know Scotty the body, I kind of gave I, I put the d word in front of the body. And so, but, you know, I, I'm taking it back. I apologize. We're not going to call him that no more. 
I hear you. Well, listen, Mike, let's gallivant over to the next segment, general updates. Listen, we're going to talk about EBGD during the scene updates, so we'll kind of draw that line. But you did mention football. Uh, I don't know why they call it football here. I mean, it should be like arm-throwing ball or something. I mean, really, let's be honest. The punters, they don't play that big. I mean, the kickers don't play that big a deal. But, again, with the NFL, the National Football League – Last week, because Mike, we, we, we probably need to say like professional football, right? Because I don't know that we're allowed to say NFL and, and that kind of stuff without without the express written consent, right? Because I mean, it says it at the end of every game. And have you got oh, the express written consent to talk about this or no? Uh, no, I do not. But that's okay. okay. We'll we'll still make it happen. Okay, so in the in the professional football arena, last weekend, Joe Burrow, dude, you talk about coming out like with a throat punch. Dude, I'm not as let's be honest, I'm not a Bengals fan at all, right? I did like Ocho Cinco. I thought he had some some swag. But you use the S word, dude, and if you use the S word without Joe Burrow's name coming up, bro, he come out literally was like throat punching. And I thought Buffalo had a little chance. My wife asked me before the game, I said, Look, if I was a betting man, I would not bet against Joe Burrow. And Mike, I don't know if you saw the beginning of it, but it was like one two punch. Couldn't believe it. Uh, they absolutely destroyed the Buffalo Bills, and it was in Buffalo. All that snow, no excuses. Cincinnati wa- walked in there, and uh, especially good old Joe, and showed uh, showed those guys who uh, who's your daddy because he took it to them, and uh, and they oh, it was it was a beautiful thing, that's for sure. Yeah, and when I had Rob Maggi on. We, you know, I use these lyrics, but it goes back to the Ice Cube song "Wicked." And he goes, um, and I hate to even say it because you know I, I wish the Bills could win and and do more. But you know, he says, and and I won't choke like the Buffalo Bills. Now I'm just chilling, sitting in the house, just chilling because Larry Parker just got me two million. And of course, I brought that up with Rob Maggi, and he kind of laughed because he's probably thinking, "How the hell do you know Larry Parker was was a uh, he's an attorney in like Los Angeles." And that's where the lyrics, like, when I was younger, I was like, who the hell is Larry Parker? Then I got older, and I was like, oh, he's an attorney. But anyways, Ice Cube says, you know, no, I won't choke like the Buffalo Bills. And you and I both know I hate it because they lost those four Super Bowls in the early 90s, you know? It's tough. Mm. Well, I'm not surprised that you knew who he was, that you knew the lyrics, that you knew the quotes, that you knew the dates. It doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, speaking of date, did you see the other day, which it's not official, it's more of a fandom thing, someone went through and they figured out, you know, when Ice Cube says today was a good day, let's be honest, we all know that's a fictitious, a fictitious day, right? I mean, it's it wasn't like, you know, Cube sat down. But, you know, the guy went through the calendar and he kind of figured out all of the dates, you know, and basically in the fandom world, the date of January 20th, 1992, is, na- is known as National Good Day Day. So, Good Day Day. And, uh, you know, that, that had to, you know, that tied into, of course, you know, when there was no smog in Los Angeles and, you know, he got a beep from Kim and she could kind of do it all night. Uh, of course, you know, the Lakers beat the Supersonics, as you know. That was a huge thing. But he also had to F around to get a triple-double with the homies, you know. So, you know, someone figured it out January 20th, 1992. So, you know, I had to post that on January 20th, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so listen, who, if you had to pick, getting back to the National Football, 
I have two teams in my head that I think that are going to just like steamroll this weekend. If you had to pick the two winners this weekend, who's going to the big game? Because we can't say a Super Bowl, right? We can't. Uh, uh, the big game. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Big game. Yeah. Well, this is really easy, and I'm going to say it's going to be the um, Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I concur. I mean, they both of those teams seem like they're just hitting on all cylinders. You know what I mean? And if anybody disagrees, let us know. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see if they if both of those teams go because we know a lot of us thought Joe Burrow was going to even do more the last you know I mean how young he is he's already been to a Super Bowl I mean a big game you know but uh, yeah the big game yep yep the general updates brought to you by our kinfolk at Lone Star Throwdown Mike we're getting ready to fishtail into February. And uh, for those that don't know, of course, uh, LoneStarThrowdown.com is where you're going to get all the information. Of course, follow them via social media. And uh, we'll be out there 30 days, 13 hours, 43 minutes, and 5 seconds from the point that I just said that. Uh, The registrations are sold out, Mike, but the 24th, 25th, 26th, it's going down in Conroe. Oh, yeah. Can't wait, guys. Because I tell you what, if you guys have not been to Conroe, Texas... For that little show called LST, uh, you guys are missing out. It is by far one of the biggest and baddest truck shows in the freaking United States. Guys, there's like 20,000 of our closest friends uh, there with us. So make sure you guys get out there and check out LST. And because it's a little too late now because pre-registration is already over, it's a little too late because you know no more transfer of the, of the um, registrations. So make sure you guys don't miss out next year when they uh, when the pre-registration opens up. Yeah, and don't disrespect them by saying the biggest, baddest show in the United States. Let's be honest, Mike. You know, I've already tapped them in in the universe, right? I mean, the universe is a big place. I mean, lots of light years away, right? But they also have classic truck throwdown. And just hear me out. Think LST plus, give or take, four months. Right, so you know June thirtieth to July second, same venue, classic truck throwdown. Uh, plans to bring together the best vendors, builders, and participants. So just um, stay tuned for more information on classic truck throwdown. You can follow them on Instagram. So big ups. That's a part of the LST. Let's call them the Throwdown family, Mike. That's the Throwdown family. Absolutely. That's 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 the best way of putting it right there. Now, Mike, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. I'm always ready to get it wrong. Let's go. Dude, LMC from... Mike, you've heard of Lowest Common Denominator Podcast, right? You know LMC. Uh, You know, I think I've listened to it once or twice. Now, listen, I know his ears, his, his antennas are up. Right, and he is going to hone in on this one because this does tie into my understanding. His favorite movie. Okay, now we know that more than likely you won't get it, but remember, Mike, this is also not just for you; it's for our awesome listeners, and we got to thank them for always tuning in. However, they find us, whether it's YouTube or a podcast app, we can't thank them enough. So, Mike, I mean, we got to keep it entertaining, right? Oh, always. So, do you happen to know what one of his favorites, favoritists? slash maybe favorite movie of all time is? Uh, are we talking about LMC's favorite yep. movie? Yes, sir. Oh, well, his favorite movie of all time is got to be uh, The Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Dude, 
in the uh, pilot episode of that uh, show, you can see a, a 60, was it 63 Lincoln Continental white? Sure. That, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. The Beverly Hillbillies. But listen. Oh, was I wrong? Yeah, that one that wasn't even the question. I mean, it was, you know, you got to think of Pat Swayze and um, I, Jennifer Grey. You know, I, I don't know what you guys think oh, of her, but I Roadhouse, right, <laughs> dude. That I'll tell you what, man. If you guys haven't seen that in 4K, that motherfucker is a good movie, right there, dude. Oh, all right, you all could, right. So you, for real, you, now you could it's, only it's wish dirty. to be as it's... awesome as Pat Swayze. Let's be honest, dude. Oh, absolutely, but it's it's actually it's it's uh, Dirty Dancing. Yep, it is. So look, this is kind of going to be a softball for some. Others are going to be scratching their head going, hmm, what is it, right? <laughs> so, you know, I got to kind of keep these questions, like, fun for everyone, right? Because, I mean, you can't, I can't make them so difficult that, like, nobody could ever get them. You know what I mean? So all you have to do is tell us Jennifer Gray's name, okay? You get a partial point for... If you only get half of it right, I will give you because I think you're down to zero ticks, right? So you're almost on the verge of like having to pay, you know, the hundred dollars per wrong answer to OLP. So Jennifer Gray, what is her full name in the movie, the 1987? Let's not even call it a cult classic, straight drama romance, whatever you want to call it, a classic movie directed by uh, Emilie Ardilino. Right, I always say his name wrong, but uh, what was Jennifer Gray's name, full name, not just first, not just last, full name in the movie? Um, I always thought it was Baby. Well, ding, ding, ding! You got you got half of it right. Do you want to take a wild guess on what the second part was? I mean, just you know, her dad had the, okay. obviously the same last name. His dad, her dad's name was Jake, by the way. But you know, you got to think of what what could their last name have been. Okay, well, I'm just going to say, was it Crybaby? <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. Mike, put all the cards in on the house on this one and go for it, man. I think I'm going to give you one oh, more Jesus. chance. Oh, uh, all the cards. Bro, you got too much. I got too much pressure on me. That's just too much pressure. Um, but how about we just, you know, uh, just knock it out of the park and say her last name was Smith? No, no. Good, good guess, though, but it was Houseman. So right, could put all the cards in the house. You know what I mean? A little, little, uh, little one there. But baby, her uh, name was Baby Houseman. Little different. So for those that didn't know, hey, it's a fun time. And Mike, you keep the, you keep, you know, you're kind of, you know, when the quarterback runs in the in the end zone and it's, you're like, oh my god, it's going to be a safety, and he just barely gets the ball out of the end zone. That's kind of where you're at right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you're kind of, you know, you haven't gotten a safety. You're about to give up two points, but not on this drive. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Uh, no problem. I understand. I understand. But hey, at least I got the at least I got the first part of it right, dude. I'm telling you, good job. Trivia by our uh, trivia with Mike brought to you by Accuair A C C U Air Accuair.com. Arguably the best air management system uh, ever produced. Uh, whether you want to do the E level or just the controller, or step it up to some of the other products that they offer. AccuWear.com. And Mike, they also were a title, one of the key sponsors of EBGD. So we got to thank them for supporting the scene. Oh, absolutely. So, Mike, next Hut 1, Hut 2, Hut 3, Hut, Old Dirty Ballard, live and uncut. Dude, this one's simple, man. Remember all the positivity? 
Uh, Vic and I have been talking. We're going to do our best this year, and we've done this already. We're going to hit some local shows. So I would encourage people, you know, we always talk about going to these biggest, baddest shows, crossing the country, flying out, doing all that. That is great if you've got the time, if you've got the resources. Many of us are true hardcore enthusiasts. Mike, but we cannot forget the local shows. I know coming up here, there's the show at uh, OCC. We were all there last year, right? Yeah, um, we're going to be there again this year. Yeah, autism awareness. Yep. And I think, you know, the people that raise those funds and even do what you guys did in Ormond Beach, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, that stuff is all good. So, again, I would encourage you if you can get involved, maybe you can rally the troops and and, and bring 10, 15 people out to one of those shows and kind of help them. Uh, I'll be going to a, a show at a church for someone that I worked with forever uh, for a very long time, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Like in the morning time on February 11th, and then boom, February 11th is the autism um, awareness show, and there's others that, that we'll be going to, but I'm going to try to focus a little bit on that, help kind of the local community, maybe drum up some people, but post about it as well. Do your best to kind of post and say, hey, guys, come out, because you know, I, I'm guilty of this too, Mike. Like, I, I won't post like, hey, you know, there's a show coming up and then I attend and I post a photo and people go, man, I wish I would have known I would have come out. So kind of spread the word uh, through social media that you're going to be hitting these shows if you can. And I think that's a good thing, Mike. Absolutely. I'm making a post right now so I don't forget, my man. I love it. ODB Live in a Cut, sponsored by Joey at Get Decked. We've told you time and time again on Instagram, uh, look up Get Decked underscore VA. That's Joey Dilworth. You can hit him up in the DM. Uh, he's a good dude. And uh, what I would tell you is if you have artwork, a photo, you name it, uh, let Joey know if you want to put it on a skate deck. Uh, shows like Lone Star Throwdown are continuing to order more and more skate decks. And it has really reinforced that we all love this stuff to display in our man caves and woe man caves. You can also go to getdecked.bigcartel.com and uh, order some of his recent merchandise that he's dropped, including the hard body uh, skate deck. And Mike, what's very, very cool about that one is it features David Magadi's awesome crew cab. Crew cab's on the rise, Nissan hard body. So make sure you get decked and hit up Joey Dilworth. He'll take care of you or the show that you are representing. Ain't that right, Mike? Hey, and they did us right at uh, Eastbound Get Down, and he can do you right as well. Aren't you going Sizzler now? I mean, you guys had a good show. You're like, we going Sizzler. You know, you, you've seen White Men Can't Jump. I mean, if you haven't, you got to go back and watch. It's a cold classic, Mike. Cold classic. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. That's uh, That that was an absolute cold classic. I would agree with that one. You're Nick. I swear if they were to make a part two, we could maybe get you casted as Billy. You know what I mean? Possibly. Hey, I'm in. I'm I just in, I just want to see you with the Nikes on. You know what I'm saying? I think you can pull them <laughs> off. All right, Mike. Oh, uh, shit. Next, we got the scene updates, dude, and we got to start with EBGD. But listen, here's the rumor. Here's the elephant in the room, Mike. We have heard, you know, a lot of people talking, and, and I wanna, I'm want i going to confront you right now on this, dude. I know you're going to okay. love it. But there was a rumor that EBGD could become EBCD. Is there any... You know, I mean, I, I hate to see you guys change the name, but it would kind of be good. I mean, is that rumor kind of getting stirred up by some by some nefarious people or what? Well, two years in a row, it's been a little chilly at uh, Eastbound Get Down, 
And uh, our good friend, our good friend, uh, Don Dizzy Davis, decided that he's going to make a new logo for <laughs> uh, for Eastbound Get Down. And he actually went ahead and just renamed it as well while he was at it. And he actually called it Eastbound Chill Down. EBCD so, for short. Hey, absolutely. Whatever you want to, whatever initials you want to call it. Yeah. And um, I thought it was kind of cute. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, I made a post and, and I included that in there. And so, uh, but it is not being changed. So it is still, mm. it is still eastbound get down. Uh, but it was definitely, uh, it was definitely cute that, that I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. And what I would tell people is you could check out EBGD2023, that hashtag or tap on eastbound get down. And if you just go back to some of our posts, you don't have to type it all in. Just tap on it. You can follow Eastbound Get Down hashtag. But look at some of the videos. Mike, here's what I was so like thankful for the scene, especially in Florida, right? There's a, there were a lot of shows you and I talked earlier this week. And, I mean, you could almost count between 10 and 15 events slash shows, literally. I'm not going to rattle them all off here. But that's how many we had two years ago in the state of Florida. And people were going, dude, we got too many. It quickly, it's back down to what we've had for years for the most part. But, Mike, on Saturday morning, I started seeing all the clubs packing in. You know, NC came hard in the paint. Aftermath, uh, Acro was there, you know, like literally just doing the damn thing. RA, Kinfolk, a little bit of ST was rolling through. We had a good time. Bro, like, it was awesome to see, like you said at the beginning, everyone come out in waves and just have a great time at Eastbound Get Down because it was a get down. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh, like I said, we uh, we had, uh, you know, more vehicles this year. We had more spectators this year, more vendors this year. And uh, we only look, we look forward to year three, uh, you know. And not only that, but we also raised $5,700 for, um, uh, for the dogs. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome, which, you know, we pretty much doubled what almost doubled what we did the year prior. So, uh, we had a, we had a really good year and, uh, we, we, we got to definitely thank, uh, you know, everybody for coming out and, uh, and supporting the show. Yeah. And what I would say to shows that raise money, we've seen this at Southeast mini truck and Nats. We've seen relaxing in the park, St. Louis, uh, also known as relaxing in the park. We've seen them do it. A lot of shows do it. Two things, if you can raise the funds and you can do something at a show and you see the people walk away with the money or the check, the big check or whatever, do that. Or we've seen relaxing in the park again in the past where you know they do their charity type things. Um, I know um, the, the Spark Show has done the same thing. We're then on Facebook, you know, they're sharing where the money's going. They're sharing where all of the, you know... The, all of the different things that they raise and collect and stuff like that. So I highly encourage shows to do that because it really shows that, hey, this is where it's going. And that, that made me feel good. I mean, dude, the smile of them walking off the you know the uh, the stage there was just worth a million dollars. And again, it went to, Mike, keep me honest, uh, this lady helps people that don't have the money to maybe feed their animals. You know, A lot of people struggle right, with money week to week, month to month. And they, they help feed animals that are literally starving. Uh, yeah, it's Sophie's Circle um, Dog Rescue is what it is. It's a local place there in Daytona. 
and uh, and they basically they take in dogs that you know it's a dog shelter and um and they you know they take these dogs in that people can't take care of anymore or you know it's, it's so and they keep them they do it's a no kill um they do not kill any of the dogs they keep the dogs until um somebody uh can uh, can take one of the dogs and house one of the dogs yep now i want you to just if you can i'm going to put you on the spot there were certain people that made skate decks if you can think of them all and i know you probably can there were certain people yep. that made these decks that literally was, yep. from what I saw, right, that was the main um, injection of, of, of this, uh, of this uh, what do we call it, auction, right? Yep, yep. And I'll talk about what NC did at the end, which I thought was cool, uh, if you don't Absolutely. mind. But just if you can, let us know who did some of these decks, because I tell you what, man, they were fucking awesome, dude. Yes, they were. Well, we had a surprise one, which was actually Thad. Uh, Thad came, uh, showed up to the show this year and he actually brought a deck, didn't even ask him to do it. And he actually, uh, brought a deck down, uh, to be auctioned off. Um, and we had Crystal, uh, Brockshire, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Um, her, she had her, she did her deck, Billy, the paint, uh, Billy, the kid, uh, did a deck, um, uh, Feldham Fad did a deck, uh, uh, Jason Feldham, uh, Daniel Smith from Smithworks did a deck, um, we had Smiley Soto uh, do a deck. Um, we had, jeez, uh, how many is that? Keep me honest here. How many? Dude, is I that? lost count. I'll be honest. Ah, uh, you already lost count. You're not supposed to be losing count. I was over it. here working on um, Smutfest, dude. I got a couple uh, receipts I had to put in my system. Sorry. Oh, hey, hey, no, no problem. I, I totally understand. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, so, uh, um, oh, Jesus. no, hold on, and we gotta try to call him uh, in a minute. Today's his fiftieth birthday. Don't don't forget Pinstripe and Mikey. Uh, he did a deck for us, which that ended up raising nine hundred and fifty bucks just for that one deck. But all decks uh, raised quite a bit of money. There wasn't one that didn't raise you know a, a lot of money. And then of course we threw in uh, two of the decks, the actual uh, show decks, and uh, and of course we can't forget about Fatty B. Um, it's not a skate deck, but it's the canvas print um, that he drew up for us. And, um, and that, that got auctioned off as well. Um, so, I mean, all of them, like I said, they brought in 5,700, but well, I'm sorry, they brought in 52, 5,200 bucks. And then you go ahead and tell us, um, how the, that rest of that, uh, 500 bucks was, uh, was raised. Well, I will, but listen, can we do this real quick? We can't absolutely. For, we can't Ooh, forget we about. Can't forget. We can't How for, did we forget? No, well, you we'll, know why I forgot about Robert. No, 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 no. This we're gonna call them in a second because guess what, Robert and Roxy, right? You know them. Yep. They, they, uh, Robert's born day. He's the big five zero dude. He skipped over foe. You know when Cypress goes, that's why I don't mess with the big foe. Oh, my mind is going <laughs> insane, dude. He went and goes, yo, I'm gonna leapfrog foe and go to five zero, right? We need to call them right now. They're big supporters of the podcast. We need to thank them right now, dude. What do you think? Can you call them and patch them in on a three-way deal? Nizzo, Hizzo, Mizzo? Let's see what we got here. Now, the question is, is does he know we're calling? I, dude, I told him we're steamrolling him. He has no clue, dude. ODB. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. We wanted to say happy born day on OLP for this week, brother. It's going to air on Friday, but how you doing? How you enjoying it? Oh, man, it's been awesome so far. 
I appreciate it. I told Mike you skipped over 4-0 and went right to 5-0. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Mike, but Mike wanted to also thank you, right, for EBGD. Right, Mike? Absolutely, brother. That skate deck that you painted was – I don't know if you heard the story or not, but check this out. So I told my wife I wanted that skate deck. So my wife is sitting there, and she's bidding on it. As I'm holding the skate deck, she's bidding on the deck. And then it come down to um, uh, my wife – and my wife looks over, and she looks over at this little old lady that's right up front. This lady had to be 75, 80 years old. And my wife looks at her, and she goes, am I bidding against you? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, sweetheart, I can't bid against you. Uh, do you really want the board? She goes, well, I don't want it, but my son does. And she goes, ma'am, it's all yours. And oh, so yeah. she stopped the bidding and let this little old lady uh, finished bidding out on it, and I think it ended up going for five hundred and fifty dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Man, that's crazy. Is that Roxy? So, we but, here. You guys getting down, having a good time? Oh yeah, we are. Hey guys. Hey, what's how we up? doing, sweetie? You know, you know, we, we are might doing be awesome. That's good. We might be interrupting. They're probably going out to eat, and they're probably going, "Yo, why are these guys, crazy guys calling us?" <laughs> no, not yet. We're not going out to eat for about another hour because the kids have to do homework and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. Ro you know, uh -huh. Roxy keeps the whole clan right in line. You know what I mean? I bet you oh, she's she the is, best. Man. She's the best project manager. I guarantee it in the whole area. <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. Well, yeah, I can okay. tell you this. I can tell you this, Robert. That board was phenomenal. I mean, it was the front, the back, and it was so funny because uh, when DJ announces it on the stage. He's like, hey, guys, we got a little surprise for you on this one. Not only is the front done and kick ass, but guys, and I flip it over. He goes, so is the back. And it was like, ooh. And uh, that, 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 that little lady, she's like, yeah, it's for my son. So my wife, uh, my wife couldn't, uh, couldn't bid against the old lady. Oh, man, that's awesome, man. I'm glad we could help out with that. I hate we missed it, man. We sure wanted to come for sure. No, no problem. Well, hey. And thanks for shipping it. But, you know, Mike, I had to get a little bit of a ruse over on you, right? When you got uh, there, you, we were, go. you were a little stressed, weren't you, man? And how, how did it go down, Mike? Well, here's the, here's the deal, because you can't depend on ODB to do anything. Come on, man. And, 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 and so when he's sitting there, he goes, bro, it hasn't shown up yet. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then he and then he just goes on to tell me, that, yeah, Robert sent me these pictures of this board. He goes, but, man, what I got in the mail doesn't look nothing like that. Oh, and, man. Uh, man. and so he shows up with this board that looked like it had been jumped about 100 times on some on, on some, oh, uh, some ramp. It was all scratched up. And I was like, bro, what did you do with the damn board? He sent me videos. <laughs> I've seen videos. I've seen pictures of this thing. It did not look nothing like that. And, uh, and then he finally shows up uh, later on that Sunday. Um, but the, uh, see, just like ODB to have, you know, short arms when it comes to paying for anything, he had short <laughs> arms. He had oh, short man. arms when it came to giving me that board too. Yeah. Yep. He was probably hoping you forgot about it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I, I would have pitched in though. The other thing I wanted to point out, Mike is Robert. I, th I don't know if he's really announced it, but they, they, they did acquire another truck. I mean, Roxy, she knows Robert doesn't give the whole story. So she was like, yo, check this out, you know, <laughs> But there was a video that I did of a 720 at Lone Star Throwdown last year. Is the tr is there really truth to that, Robert? Did you end up acquiring that there, one? There is. We ended up with it, yeah. And uh, actually, man, I ended up naming it what you put the, the song to, I mean the video to with the music. No way, Point man. Yeah, Point of No Return. So 
Oh, that's awesome. Mike, you better watch out because he's going to be in the, uh, you know, there's the domestic class. And then there's the other class, you know, all the, you know, the the Japanese trucks and stuff. And Mike, he's going to be in your class, dude. So he might take you out. Hey, hey, I honestly, it's not even, it's not even Robert's truck. That's Roxy's truck. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, well, we're building her one. So hopefully y'all's next show next year. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to try to bring three. Oh, I like it. I like it. You better get that discount code for Mike for that pre-registration. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, his is, his is a white one. That's not, that is his, this is his 50th present. Um, and then he has, you know, the tan one. But then mine, actually mine's going to be custom because it is an 84, an 85, and an 86 by the time we piece it together like a Frankenstein to have all the years to fix my truck. Mike, you know, oh. she's going to be remixing the Johnny Cash, the 64, 65, 66, yeah. 67, but she's going to do the 80s yeah. version. Definitely. It's, it's definitely the Johnny Cash special. <laughs> I love it, uh, dude. That's great. That is awesome. Now, the that other thing awesome. is, I did want to mention that, you know, we, we do, we have Robert on our short list of like the next, we're kind of doing bi-weekly right now, but Robert, we didn't forget about you. We wanted to wish you happy born day, but we'll get you on because, dude, you got a lot of ties to old school BMX. You got a love there, of course, but then you're a, a Nissan 720 fan, and um Mike, I just want to give a shout out to uh, se- speaking of 720, uh, 720 era ERA brand. These guys have really supported us a long time. I know you f- you guys follow them, so everyone check them out on Instagram. But uh, Roxy, Robert, any any kind of last words, man? We appreciate you taking the time. Oh, we appreciate you. Oh, man, we appreciate you, man. And anything we can do to help y'all, man, you know we're down with that. Yeah, for sure. Well, if we if we come off the top ropes on Mike next year, you know, we might need you to get a couple elbows in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we might just have to take Mike his own deck. That way, he has his own deck, and then he won't be worried about being knocked off the out of the prize list if he has his own skateboard deck. Well, I mean, well, Mike, Mike uh, did just get a shirt and stuff. We can't keep blowing this guy's head up. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh no 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 but hey actually with that being said roxy uh we will definitely be talking because uh uh my wife absolutely loved that one and um i you know hey valentine's day is coming up or uh what show are you guys going to be at next we're actually going to one here in about two weeks here in mobile where we're from so it'll be uh the mob town yeah shout out to those yep. guys yep uh what about are you guys going to be at obi no, we don't. Well, we don't know on that exactly. We're trying to decide yet on that, so it depends on wrestling finals if that's going to happen that weekend or not. Because cheer and wrestling right now are taking priority over yep. car shows. Sure, absolutely. Hey, family first. We say it all the time. Okay, absolutely. cool. So, and, and definitely, in case you don't know this today, I know Robert's not going to brag on himself. Um, part of his birthday surprise was I had the Eddie Fiola. Um, FaceTime wow. Robert and talked to Robert and told him happy birthday today. Dude, that's awesome. Wow. Oh, dude, man, we got we got wife of the year and uh, and uh, Robert's birthday today. Check yeah. this out. Robert, Listen, I just want my truck built. I'm doing anything I can to get my truck finished. Okay, Robert, <laughs> let me give you some feedback. Don't finish the truck, but then do the dishes or something this week. You know, vacuum or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, yeah, you, you got get the trash, wash the dishes. Fold clothes, man. Whatever, whatever yeah. you got to do to make her life easier this week. What, yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> we love well, it. Man, we'll... that's so awesome that y'all call me, man. And I, I really appreciate the birthday wishes, man. 
to for real five zero, and we'll link up soon and have fun this week. Don't do any tricks uh, on your bike and get hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> See y'all, man. Hey, you All guys, right. take care. Thank you. So, Mike, you got to thank him right there, dude, which is awesome. And I tell you what, Roxy and Robert, they always come through, and that was really cool of them. Oh, man, I tell you what, and that deck that he did uh, front back was just absolutely – it was kick-ass, man. And, but that was a true story. I don't know if you were at, on the stage when that happened, uh, but it was pretty cool when Shannon looks yeah, over and she sees, a little, she sees a little old lady, and she's like, yes. And uh, Shan's like, I can't bid against you, sweetheart. It, it's yours. It's yours. Yep. Well, thank you. And her son was right there. He was all excited. Dude, it was, it was a great male moment. Another great moment, I, I do want to throw uh, a guy that we know locally, Joe Sand. He uh, painted the graphics on Amanda Rose's S10, and you saw it out there. It was in the uh, Suburbia Suds, I believe is how you say it. Yep, yep. He, he was in the booth, and... Um, what was cool? She's representing acrophobia, but I mean, she was she when we came over there and I was doing a video of her truck. Like she was like, just so happy, you know what I mean? And it was like, hey, I love doing the videos. I mean, I just do it for the content. But you know, it's to see someone really appreciate, you know, someone just taking a moment. A lot of people look at us kind of like as feature quote featuring their vehicle. You know what? However you spin it, dude, it was pretty awesome. So you know, congrats to her um, out there doing the damn thing. Yes, sir. Came out absolutely. It came out kick ass, man. Uh, last couple things, Mike. Here, uh, Brian Conrad and Jessica Roach. Uh, they got their care package. Uh, they have the S10 so so clean with a K, so clean. That was featured in um, the Japan magazine. Used to be called Truck Trends, now known as CTM Custom Trucks Mag. So that was pretty cool. Um, I did see that out there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the scene, um, good stuff. I know Matt Hod Hodgson, he mentioned um, uh, his new build that's going to be coming out, Boombox, some pretty cool stuff. I'm excited to, to hopefully link up with him in the near future, which I think is awesome. Yeah, Mike, and then, dude, I got to give you a shout-out to Bobby Malone. I slapped hands with him. That blue crew cab, he said he was itching to get back into a crew cab with the graphics, dude. That thing was popping off, dude. Well, hey, I'm more than pretty sure that was painted by um, by uh, Smithworks as well, uh, because that thing is uh, absolutely kick killer, man. I mean, that thing's badass. Yeah, it looked awesome, dude. I know there's probably more stuff, but I'm going to have to wrap it there as far as the um, scene updates. But I do want to say this, Mike. We can't forget about all of the people. And I say we, you know, it's you and John. For those that don't know, it's John... Uh, Mike, and then there are significant others that really put this event on, but I want to thank, and I know you do as well, the people that came from far and wide, like Outcast said, you know, you think about the DPs from WV, right, Daryl Pose, Nikki, but you all think about all of the different folks that came from far and wide to come to the show, multiple states represented, and that made me feel good because I tell you, man, Florida has been on the map for a long time, it's cool to see another big show that's really kind of starting to really get its traction. And it was awesome to see so many people from out of state. Uh, yes, man. It, it was, uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like I remember, um, you know, everybody that came from all the different places. But we definitely had uh, all, all the states covered, man. I mean, there was a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. And uh, like I said before, man, we definitely appreciate all the support. And we look forward, we look forward to year three, man, because it should be absolute uh, a killer killer year three 
Yep, and I just thought about this. I got a chance to see Ashley Wimmer, Steve Robinson. I got a chance to see Glenn and Dizzy. Like like I said, we can't, you know, I can't name everyone, but, you know, seeing Nikki and DP, DP from WV, right? Daryl Poe, his truck was, of course, on the artwork. It was really, really cool. So, again, if we didn't say your name, no slight there. The last thing I did want to share about EBGD was uh, the guys at Negative Camber, right? So Jay was up there leading kind of the the force at that point. They had one club participation, as you know, Mike. The guys came like freaking wild hyenas, dude. 35, 37 vehicles, dude. I loved it. They went club- 41, my friend. Fo- 41, dude. Look at me trying to, yes. try to X, X out a couple of them. Uh, but all respect <laughs> to NC, my brothers over there. And, Mike, they, they took their award, which was the cooler. Or as Ryan from Graphics Mafia, or as Ryan from Graphics Mafia would say, the cooler, right? They took the cooler and they, they donated it back. And the guys, you know what show they represent in October. These guys step up to the plate. They hit it out, dude, a Babe Ruth deal. And they bid, and that put the money, the pot, almost to 6K, bro. Uh, yes, they did. Um, so the guys, NC, took the cooler, put it back up for auction. All the money is going to go to Sophie Circle. Um, and uh, the guys from um, Showdown in the Valley uh, won the cooler. And that was the additional 500 bucks uh, that, that got us up to $5,700 um, for, um, uh, for Sophie Circle. So, yes, hats off to NC. So first of all, bringing out 41 vehicles, and second of all, for uh, for Showdown in the Valley bidding on it, being the high bidder, and uh, and you know that money going to Sophie Circle. So it was pretty awesome, man. It it it, uh, it really shows how the scene comes together and uh, and helps out. And they supported the show and supported a great cause. Real deal. And Mike, we got to give a huge shout out. Showdown in the Valley. So five words. Think when we had Southeast Money Truck and Nats in October that year, okay, because of COVID, Jason Bell and team, these guys, they have their own separate event, of course, Showdown in the Valley, but the reason why I said that is think think Maggie Valley in the fall, October 6th, 7th, and 8th uh, in Maggie Valley. If you guys want to find out more information, uh, remember Maggie Valley is an amazing cruising town. Visit showdowninthevalley.com, just how it sounds, or Showdown in the Valley on Facebook or Instagram. They can find more information, Mike. Okay, this scene update is brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Visit garagegearclothing.com. They have free shipping on orders, I believe, $100 or more. Uh, You can also follow Garage Gear on YouTube for free and see their awesome content that Lonnie continues to produce, garagegearclothing.com. Mike, the show updates, look, I'm going to hit on it quick. February is the Aftermath Florida Bowling Tournament and Lone Star Throwdown, which we said earlier. Orange Beach Invasion going down, obishow.com for more. Again, part of our title sponsors there. Uh, We're looking forward to uh, Orange Beach, Alabama in the spring break time period next, um, you know, about two months from the time that we're recording this. Uh, third week in March. And then April, we're going to be at Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, also known as Mini Nats, gallivant in to town and chill with us. Again, anybody can ride a wristband to get in. The cruising is not a crime, of course, there. You can also cruise, no cost. Uh, come on down. 
those are the show updates brought to you by minitruckfilm.com. You can pick up the West Coast Influence at minitruckfilm.com. That's the Blu-ray or DVD. Mike, the only podcast update is the skate deck shipped. So thank you to you and Mrs. Mayer for knocking those out, man. Oh, absolutely, brother. And thank everybody for uh, putting those orders in and getting them. And, uh, guys, we got more, um, but they will be available at LST when we are there. That's correct. And be on the lookout possibly this weekend for a pre-sale to launch of some cool new stuff. And uh, keep it posted. We'll also keep your keep your eye locked on the email because, remember, with the way the algorithm stuff is, I'll post stuff. People say, man, I wish I would have known. I would have ordered the algorithm stuff is weird. You don't always see the stuff that we post. We're going to be blasting out an email. Uh, so the podcast updates this week brought to you by Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com. Hit up Ryan and Buddy. They will take care of you if you need light design work, maybe some stickers, decals, SEMA, whatever. They'll take care of you. Uh, Mike, the last thing, Airhead Nation updates. Dude, uh, there was a lot of different things I think I had saved. Um, I did you know, cover the thing about Amanda Rose's uh, truck earlier, which I thought was awesome. Uh, so I wanted to kind of shout that out. And uh, the last shout out was, speaking of Rose, it made me think of, uh, I may have said this on the last one, but Sean Rose. He had, uh, from Rose Metalworks, he had given a happy heavenly born day to Sarah. Uh, he posted that on January 3rd. And, um, you know, he's continuing to represent spreading the love. And I've been saying this, we got to sit back down with Sean and get an update from him and David Magotti. Love what they're doing. More to come on mini Nats and how they're going to help that amazing woman out that they've, uh, that I announced last week. So, uh, more to come from those amazing guys. Mike, the podcast update or the Airhead Nation updates brought to you by CNS Metalworks. Hit up Chris and team. Uh, C and S Metalworks on Instagram or c-smetalworks.com or cs-metalworks.com. If you need air suspension, they will take care of you. Mike, I think that's it. We went a little longer than we expected, but Mike, that's what we do sometimes. Hey, it's been a while, so it's good to catch up. It's good to be back on here. And, uh, you know, like we always say, man, uh, Airhead Nation, stay low and uh, look forward to seeing everybody at uh, Dragon the Alley. So make sure you guys, if you haven't got signed up yet, make sure you guys get signed up. It's club versus club bowling tournament. And uh, before, prior to the bowling tournament, it's a, it's a little car show in the parking lot. Uh, so come out, bring out the ride, have a good time. There's plenty of food there, plenty of drinks, and uh, let's have a good time. And that's on 2-4 Dragon the Alley on Instagram for more. Mike, appreciate you. You guys stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and jump in now to Steve Platt. Dude, Hot Wheels, Steel Flame. You guys will really enjoy this one. Stay on the rise, Mike. See ya. Hey, hey, I'm super excited to sit down with Steve Platt, and I just want to say I appreciate you sitting down, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, thanks for this uh, opportunity here. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. I'm really excited about this. Some of the guys, especially on the west side, they know you. Uh, why don't you give just a little bit of background about yourself, Steve, like where maybe you grew up and, and kind of the story of you know where you, where you live and whatnot. I grew up in the South Bay, Southern California area. I currently live in Henderson, Nevada right now. Um, I run, I own and run a fabrication shop doing uh, ornamental steel, security doors, 
railings, gates. Mm-hmm. I also do a lot for special events companies out here for uh, private parties, stuff like that. Uh, so that keeps me pretty busy. Obviously, I've got kids. Uh, I've got five kids, two of the house now, three still at home. So um, they keep me pretty busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you, I remember we'll talk about Steel Flame throughout this interview. I remember in the feature, I think it was Torrance, California. Like, did you kind of, or are your roots out there in California? Yeah, yeah. I was born in San Diego, um, lived there for probably six months, um, and then moved a little bit up north to the South Bay area, Torrance, Gardena area. Got it. Now, you know, oftentimes, I always got to bring this up, you know, you think late 70s, 80s, you know, the epic times that we had, you know, many of us over here were reading like, you know, freestyle and magazine and skateboarding and stuff. Was that kind of yeah. part of the culture that you were involved in as well? Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. I, uh, I was big time into skateboarding, BMX racing. Yeah. All that stuff. RC car racing. My mother's side of the family, they are owners of, well, we're owners of team associated RC cars. So, um, I was in RC cars big time back then. Awesome. But yeah, BMX racing, skateboarding, everyday bodyboarding, you know, all that good stuff out there. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, uh, The 80s Garage, 80S, so The 80s Garage on Instagram. If you guys are into the stuff we're into, you know, what Steve and I are talking about now with skate decks and even RC cars and stuff, this guy has an amazing collection of cool stuff. It's always cool to look back at some of the packaging and some of the stuff that people are able to amass and collect because, man, I tell you, Steve, when I see some of that stuff, it brings me back to the early days. Um, and it's crazy to me, though, that the 80s are, are so uh, kind of really coming back because, you know, some of these companies are re-releasing the old stuff. And it's just insane to me. You know, it was really an epic era. Yeah, I uh, there's a bunch of pages I follow on Instagram, 80s pages and stuff. And it brings back so many good memories. Just a while ago, maybe about, I don't know, three years ago. I started to collect skateboard decks again mm-hmm. and it got bad. Yeah. <laughs> it got yeah. Real- it's an addiction. Yeah. I had a bunch of decks on the walls up in my loft and then, you know, a few stacks of decks and it just got to the point where like, okay, this is ridiculous. I got to stop, you know, <laughs> but I, I started selling some off and then, uh, I kept the ones that meant a lot to me, you know, the McGill's, you know, the older Powell, Powell decks that I used to skate, and then I kept some of the decks that my family bought me for, you know, presents and stuff like that. But most of the stuff, you know, I sold off. I had a lot of uh, Cliver decks, mm-hmm. the Gee decks. You know, I had a lot. I, I collected, like, first it was the 80s decks, and then I started getting into the, the 90s decks. But, yeah, I ended up selling off a lot, a lot of decks. And, uh, like I said, I still got a few left. Yeah, we kind of feed our addiction, and then we go. It's kind of it's kind of a good feeling sometimes to sell the stuff off. I kind of did that with some of the GI Joe retro stuff, and my son didn't get into it. And then I was like, man, you know, I got all the stuff, and then I, I sold some of it. But I was happy to see growing up uh, there was a guy Kevin Staub. You know, many know him, yeah. and the Genie oh, decks. Yeah. I always wish that they would have reissued them. And then he kind of, I think he had an injury. You know, a lot of those guys are getting older, and then he recently did something where it was one of the decks he had reissued and you know, signed and things like that. But to your point, to at yeah. least have maybe one or two that, or a handful that are etched in our minds is always a cool thing. Yeah, for sure. 
now, you know, many of us kind of skateboarding BMX, you know, that era, and then boom, we hit 16, maybe even 15, and we're itching for something. How did you get in- involved in custom stuff? Anyone in your family that maybe kind of sparked that that itch that you had? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think it was, it's always been in my blood. Um, my uncle, he, you know, he's been drag racing all his life. Um, he built... 67 el camino that was on the cover of uh super chevy back in the day mm-hmm. um he built a 66 67 uh malibu uh, that he also drag raced uh big block motor he was one of the um engine builders over at trd racing so he was doing a lot of nascar stuff ended up running the spintron program there before he retired wow. So it's, I think it's always been in my blood. Um, I've always been around cars. I've always had an interest in mechanics and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really have too many people around me when I was growing up, uh, when I was younger to teach me stuff. So it was kind of all self-taught, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, part of Gardena that I grew up in, um, all my friends were older. So as we, yeah, we were all riding skateboards and bikes, but some of them were getting into cars. So I was just kind of hanging out with them, you know, the Volkswagens, and then it turned into Hondas. And, you know, then I ended up buying a Honda and, you know, I got into the street racing and all that with the Hondas. And mm-hmm. so I, I was always around it, you know, and, and always was drawn to it. No matter what, where I was, I always seen a car that I liked. I was paying attention to that more than other things I should have been paying attention to. So, <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was crazy um, how that stuff will just kind of draw us in, you know. Yeah. Now you mentioned San Diego earlier in some of the areas in California. Do you have any memories like when you were kind of of that, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen? Did you see mini trucks, or did you have the homies that were hitting, you know, tilt beds and stuff that that like drew you in specifically to the to the trucks? So the first time I've ever seen a mini truck, I I want to say it was a Nissan hard body on Porsche alloys. Ah, yeah. It was a teal with a white hard top. And I must have been fifth or sixth grade. Um, I've never seen a mini truck before that. And even after that, I didn't really see too many of them. There was a couple other guys around my neighborhood um, that had Toyotas. They had the the old saw blade rims on them. You know, the 15s, they stuck out real far. Yep. You know, but the mini truck scene, at least when I was growing up, I really wasn't exposed to it. Like I said, it was more of like the Hondas and stuff, you know, in the South Bay area. Yep. It wasn't until I was actually older and, and working at Mattel is when I got into the, the sport trucks. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And when you start talking about Mattel, I remember a few years ago being a big back to the future fan, they had a division, which I think is kind of, you know, all these companies have kind of changed a little bit, but they had a division called Matty collector and I don't mm-hmm. know how much it really grew, but, you know, we'll talk more about toys and stuff. But when you, you mentioned that, it reminded me of Back to the Future 2. And it was funny because when Bob Zemeckis was filming it, he um, they did a behind-the-scene interview, and he, he mentioned about the hoverboards and they can't be sold in stores, you know? And yeah, yeah. That was aired, and, you know, families were, like, going crazy because all the kids were like, man, I want to buy one. And it was, you know, obviously yeah. not a real thing. But, yeah, um, the discipline. <laughs> it's like you know the kids waking up and they're like man i wanted that and it's like well yeah you can't get that but yeah yeah it's it, it's it's always intriguing to me because we know you know our friend radar produced that west coast influence dvd and we yeah. think of mini trucks so often 
but we have to kind of be reminded that it wasn't like mini trucks were everywhere in in you know the state. And obviously, it depended where you grew up and things like that. But um, yeah, it's always intriguing to me about that. Now, I you know we wanted to talk for a long time about you know Steel Flame and the GMC Sonoma. Do you like so basically? You know, at what point in your life do you end up acquiring that truck? Do you remember when you first bought it? I do. It was ninety nine, uh, right at the tail end of ninety nine. I had my Honda, and I was just kind of over the scene. The scene was kind of dying out, and I just wanted something different. You know, I wanted a truck. I was like, man, I'm, I I just need a truck. So, you know, at the time I wasn't making a ton of money, so I went around to the dealerships and looked around at you know trucks and figured what i could afford and and i wanted a full size to be honest with you i wanted an obs full size at that time mm-hmm. couldn't afford it so i'm like okay well i'll pick up an s10 so went to a couple of dealerships around the area and nobody had one um the only one that had one it was actually a uh, gmc was long beach dealership so uh, i tried to get the dealership by my house to do a dealer trade and they were they're were like no we're not going to do it so i just Went over to Long Beach GMC, picked up the Sonoma, and um, yeah, that's when my history. yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It was ironic because back, you know, usually I'll try to do a red, white, and blue photo, you know, different, you know, July Fourth, Veterans Day, things like that. And I had shared on um, on uh, Veterans Day this year, and I shared a red, a white, and a blue. And dude, I did. It didn't even. I guess I knew in the back of my mind the truck was originally white but when i shared it somebody was like oh that's cool you put the white uh truck in the blue truck and that steel flame and it kind of dawned on me i was like oh yeah so when that truck for those that don't know when you first bought it it was white yeah uh that was me actually yeah um, i think you chimed I, in I was yeah. like, Damn. i'm like because i posted and i'm like oh right on you know and then i went back and looked at it, i'm like wait a minute that's that's my truck <laughs> when it was white so yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that picture was, uh, I want to say that was a Forbidden Fantasy show. Okay. It, it didn't go to too many shows when it was white. It's It's been to Truck Jam, uh, Super Chevy show, and then Forbidden Fantasy, maybe maybe another show. But yeah, that, that was me. I chimed in and said, yeah, it's the same truck. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because a lot of times I'll go, I'll, I'll say, hey, I'm going to go on SoCal Customs and I'm going to just look for a red truck, a white truck, and a blue truck. And I was like, man, that's right. was like mind-blowing. So maybe that's what really sparked me to say, damn it, I got to make this episode happen. So that was a good thing. But yeah. um, so when, like, so you get the truck, right? And, you know, you're kind of in your early adulthood and whatnot, and you're, you're deciding, hey, what do I want to do with it? Obviously, like you said, stuff's been in your blood. Did you decide, hey, like, I just want to bag it, or I want to load truck, or I'm going to hit some truck runs? Like, how did that come about? No, man. So, you know, I I didn't know at that time, I knew nobody in the truck scene. Again, Honda, man, I was going in so many directions with what I wanted to do with this truck. Like, first, I was going to put some ricer wheels on it. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. No. And then it was like, you know, you know, it is with wheels. You just go back and forth on what you want, you, Mm -hmm. you know. And back then, again, I didn't know really anything about trucks. You know, I didn't know size of wheels what would look good what would fit you know i didn't know you know how much to lower it i knew nothing you know so let's see i i I had worked at a car audio shop before one of my jobs before working at mattel it was called audio options and they were out of i believe lawndale at first and then they ended up moving to torrance and 
the owner there knew a guy from American Racing. Okay. The owner had a Camaro, and he had some torque thrust rims on his Camaro. And I'm like, oh, those are pretty cool, you know? Yep. Who doesn't torque thrust rims? You know, it's like Agreed. the stand, you know? Yeah. So he's like, oh, I, I know I know a guy who works at American Racing. I can get you a set. I'll hook you up. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he got me a set. They were 18s. Uh, they were staggered. They were 18 by 10 in the back and like an 18 by eight and a half up front or something like that. And before putting the wheels on, I picked them up. I'm like, there's no way that that wheel's going to fit back there. And he's like, it'll fit, you know. And then the guy at American, he's like, it'll fit. I promise you it'll fit. There's a there's a truck out in Carson, another S10 that has 20 by 10s in the back and 18s up front. I promise you it'll fit. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. It's not fit. So I went and got the tires mounted, put it on. Sure enough, it fit. And that kind of started the the whole, like, spiral of just wanting to do so much stuff with the truck i realized there was truck magazines you know mini truck and truck and magazine street truck so of course i started picking up all the magazines and one of the truck magazines was street trucks and i'm thumbing through it and i see this silver s10 with black rally stripes on it yeah 20 by 10 torque thrust in the back 18s up front it's Jay LaRosa's truck. Boom. So, you know, they, they say, you know, Jay, Jay owns sport truck specialties at the time, you know, and they give the address of the shop. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to go swing by there after work. So I swung out there one day after work, and that's when I met Jay. And that's just like when I got I got schooled on what should be done to a truck, basically. So Yeah, you were making those inroads with different guys. Like you said, you didn't know a lot of guys, so... Yeah, the magazines were kind of the advertisements, and ironically enough, his was the second mini truck on the cover of street trucks. You know, so it was like, I mean, what a small world, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I met Jay, and Jay and I became best friends. I was at his shop pretty much every day after work. Jay pretty much taught me everything on airbag suspension. We 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 worked a deal, you know. At, at I knew a lot about car audio. I was, I, my Honda Civic, I was competing in Iaska shows. Oh, I had a big custom sound system in it. So I knew a lot about car audio. I was doing car audio installs on the side. So Jay said, Hey, if you build me a system in my S10, I'll bag your truck. So I'm like, done. So I dropped my truck off at a shop. I took his truck to my house and I built him a system in it. And I, I machined these really cool billet. Uh, amp amp mounts for the amp rack and it's the same system that you see in his feature mm-hmm. as the floating ppi amps and the three image dynamic subs but anyways so we'll back up a little bit so jay he ended up lowering my truck and then then we made the deal of you know build a system in my truck and i'll bag your truck so and it just went crazy after that like i was addicted like every corner every stoplight driving everywhere i i was wearing those switches out like oh yeah you know yeah you know how it is (laughs) when a kid gets his first set of airbags on a car or truck it's like nothing else matters oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah so around this time so it's white obviously we posted the photo and we'll do it again from socal customs you know then it's it's bagged and you know you being around stereo and stuff you know you're going hey i want to go to the next level 
I remember that the rendering, they even mentioned this in the Street Trucks cover feature, the rendering had appeared in Word on the Street, which Courtney kind of really drove a lot of that. How did the concept, like, did you, like, are you good at drawing? Did you sketch something out and go, okay, man, like, this thing's starting to manifest. I want it to be like this, like Steel Flame. Yeah. So, oh, man. Jay's truck was getting painted. Ryan Evans moved from Texas. I think he, I don't know if he came straight from Texas to Compton is where his shop was. Ryan's old shop in Compton was the old West Coast Customs shop. Okay. Uh, Ryan. I don't know if Ryan moved from Texas to San Diego and then San Diego to uh, Compton. Uh, I'm not too sure on that. Mm-hmm. But Jay and I, pretty, um, if I remember right, Jay and I heard of this painter that moved to Compton. It was We were told by a mutual friend that had work done by him. So Jay ended up getting his truck painted before mine. So then I'm like, well, Jay can't have his truck painted. I need my truck painted now. But, <laughs> right. You know. So I went over to Ryan's shop. You know, I went over there a few times when he was painting uh, Jay's truck. And I met Ryan. I told him, hey, I want to paint my truck. And so here we go. We're back to the import days. Hey, man, I want to I want to paint my truck that um, chameleon color it flips from green to purple. And Ryan just looked at me like, what is wrong with you? You know, but <laughs> <laughs> so we laughed about that. You know, we still laugh. But he's like, I'm not painting your truck that color. You know, and then I'm like, okay, well, what about Honda SI Blue? And he's like, I'm not going to paint a color just right out of the can, you know? So I'm like, all right. So I started coming up with some ideas. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll do flames, but I don't want them to look like Jay's, you know? I definitely wanted blue. And I was at work one day and I had a bunch of Hot Wheels stickers laying around and I was just looking at the stickers. They were on my desk. And I think to this day, the sticker's still on the front lower driver side of the windshield it's just a hot wheels flame and it's uh it's a liquid metal looking sticker it says hot wheels yep that and i'm like that's it right there i want i want the flames to resemble liquid metal like a mercury liquid metal look you know oh yeah so i brought it to ryan and he's like yeah i like that so then i had asked him i said hey man i kind of want to put hot wheels on the hood Ryan was just like all for it. So, you know, of course I, I got to get permission. So I said, Hey, let me, let me go to work. Let me talk to the guys in licensing. Uh, let me make sure that it's okay. So I went back to work and my buddy Carson Lev mm-hmm. was in the hot wheels department, the hot wheels group. He was doing all the licensing and stuff like that. So I ran up by him and he said, yeah, no problem. I just have to sign some agreements and stuff like that. And at the time there was no, there was no Hot Wheels diecast on the table. That that wasn't even thought of. It Got was it. just like, hey, just this idea. Yep. Yeah, just give me permission to put the Hot Wheels logo on the hood. I think it'll be cool. So they gave me permission. So before that, you know, when I brought up the idea to Ryan, you know, of course, I'm I'm still young. I'm not making very much money. So mm-hmm. hey, Ryan, you know what you're going to charge me, you know, to do this. So if you look at that rendering I sent you, or one of those renderings. The very bottom, you'll see two prices there. Ah, interesting. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter now, but right, right. I think one, one of them was like with the Hot Wheels sponsor, it was like twenty five hundred bucks. Without the Hot Wheels sponsor, it was thirty five hundred. Right. It's like super, super cheap to these days. You know, prices like I don't know if Ryan would get pissed, but I guess it doesn't matter. But right. uh, twenty years <laughs> ago, ish, right? <laughs> yeah. So. 
So I, I went back to Ryan. I said, hey, they'll do it. They'll approve it. So he said, okay, I think he contacted House of Color for me. House of Color donated all the paint for it simply for the fact because Hot Wheels is on the hood, you know, to be yeah. honest with you. Yep. House of Color gave all the paint. So we got the paint all taken care of. And I, I had met Courtney through Jay at uh, Jay's shop. And so, of course, Courtney did the word on the street, you know, and that just kind of pushed the completion of the truck in regards to getting product for the truck. I had companies calling me saying, hey, we heard you're doing this. We can you want a set of wheels, uh, Vortec? Hey, you want a supercharger for the truck? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but, you know, what's that going to cost me? Nothing. Yeah. Just send us an, you know, so, you know, I get I get all these companies sending me product for the truck. KMC wheel, you know, we did a big thing with KMC wheel. They ended up making a hot wheel wheel because of this deal. There's a lot, there's a lot of companies out there that, you know, I don't want to take the credit, but they did benefit from this truck. Yeah. And that's like a perfect scenario. 20 years ago, you, you could have, you couldn't have come up with a better project plan. You, you, you met the right guy, Jay, right? Yeah. He has some connections. Yeah. You start and this thing really starts coming together. Like, I mean, many of us could dream of, of a situation like this. And it was just like, boom, all of the cards were just coming out yeah. right exactly how they needed to. Yeah, it worked out perfect. I mean, it, it, could, it couldn't have been better, you know. So Courtney was a big push on that, obviously, with the magazine side of it, um, putting the word on the street, rendering. Um, that rendering, back to your question, the line art for that rendering, there was, two, there was basically two renderings that were done. The one that looks exactly like a Sonoma S10. Mm -hmm. um, that line art was done by myself and another, I can't remember his name, another Hot Wheels illustrator that worked in the department. It wasn't Dave Martis? No. So Dave Martis did the actual rendering of what the uh -huh. Hot Wheel Dyke body lines would look like. Okay. The, yeah. the actual... The real rendering that Dave did is the one I sent you on my garage wall. That's yes. the original Hot yep. Wheels Illustrator rendering. So it was another guy that I worked with. We came up with that line art one, and that's the one that I brought to Ryan. So if you look at those other renderings, you'll see the hood flames drawn out. You'll see the tonneau cover flames drawn out um, where it says chaotic on there. So the, those those are Ryan's drawings right there. Got it. So. Yeah, so Courtney was a big push on that. Um, like I said, once once that came out in the magazine, I had companies contacting me, kind of word of mouth. You know how it goes. It's, yep. They are hearing that, hey, there's a Hot Wheels guy building a Hot Wheels truck. You know, it's going to be at SEMA show. You know, let's give him, let's give him what he needs. So that's kind of how that started. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, just to hit on a couple aspects of it, right, if we go over to your point, paint ryan evans you know many of the new school guys you know the younger audience we have he he's on count customs right so but be back in the yeah. day he owned chaotic as you mentioned kind of customs yeah. um and let's be honest you know he laid down timeless timeless you know graphics on that thing and um you know ryan has chimed in on post maybe we'll be able to get him on sometime but i also yeah. think that the liquid metal reminds me of i'm sure you've heard this over the years but like terminator 2 you know that was a big thing yeah. in the early 90s but that's that's what i think of yeah and then interior stitchcraft so shout out to them they hit us up recently um when we were doing the mic episode so that was cool you mentioned jay sport truck specialties and stuff like that too 
good. Yeah, for- Revo, uh, Revo did the seeds. I met Revo years before building the Hot Wheels truck back in the import scene. You know, Revo did interiors for everything. You know, boats. You know, cars, trucks, everything, motorcycles. So I have met Revo years before building the Hot Wheels truck. Yeah. So of course, when I had the seats done and. You know, I just wanted the seats done. So, I, you know, because the S10, it's just two seats pretty much. You know, the back was just all stereo. So I brought in the seats and, you know, it, it, here's another situation. was like, okay, what are you going to charge me? It's like nothing. He ended up doing the seats. He ended up doing the headliner. He ended up doing underneath the tonneau cover. And if you look at the headliner, I, I don't know if there's really any good shots. I don't remember if there is in any magazines, but the headliner's flames pretty sure they matched the flames on the hood he did it in suede it was a two-tone suede black with a with like a silver kind of grayish flames on there and it was cool how he did it because it was done in two pieces it wasn't like stitched together all the way around the the flame lick or anything like that Mm -hmm. so you don't see any it's like he actually cut out a piece of foam and and did like an inlay it was it was pretty cool yeah um, it definitely was and i think the the other thing you mentioned, I always wanted to mention the Vortex supercharged system because that was not something you saw too often on the four threes. I thought that was cool. And then you did the deal, like you said, with KMC. I think those were the those were the units, right? KMC units that were on it. Units, yep, yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. what a few guys had chimed in on a post I made, and they said, yeah, they were curious because they felt like there were a lot of good tie-ins and sponsorships and stuff. But again, it, it just goes to show you in that era – when Courtney, you know, ran word on the street and things like that, and there was the buzz that was forming out there on the west side, you know, people were starting to say, "Hey, this thing's going to come together." Now, my recollection, and you sent me some photos, but I believe it went to SEMA like '01. Yeah, it was uh, 2001. It went to SEMA. It like every SEMA project, it was last minute. I think I was putting the sub enclosure in the night before, or maybe that night I was. Yeah, I think the night before I was setting that in. Yeah, it's funny because. You know, just like Jay's shop, when Ryan had my truck, man, I was, I'm sure I bugged the shit out of him. You know, he's this kid coming to the shop all the time. He's trying to work, but he had my truck and it was like, hey, what can I do to help? You know, so I, I learned how to, you know, wet sand, high fill primer, you know, on all the the audio stuff. So it was like late night, night before SEMA. I think I set that thing in there, screwed the subs in. But yeah, I think it was 2001. Yeah, it was. It seems like so so long ago. Now, is there anything? Like, because I remember you were in extreme lows. I remember the decal on it. Um, was there any? Maybe you kind of shared some things about the truck, but is there maybe something that is more obscure, other than maybe the headliner and some of those things that people, or a fun fact about the truck, other than the Hot Wheels stuff that we'll talk about next that 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 you wanted to share or anything you could think of? Yeah, there's a few things. The tail lights. Ah. A lot of people thought that those were just caddy lights and i understand you know caddy lights i don't remember what year the caddy light fit pretty good in the back of a s10 so talking with ryan he's like man we need to do some taillights we don't just want to leave the stock taillights in here so he had done there was another s10 driving around the south bay that he did just these like acrylic he just kind of shaped these acrylic kind of teardrop. I don't remember what the shape was, but it fit in the back of the S10 pretty good. It was just an acrylic lens with, I think, LEDs glued to the back or epoxy to the back. And I said, no, man, I, I want to do something better than that. So he came up with the shape on a piece of cardboard, and I took it to work. 
and I machined buckets on the CNC machine at work. Of course, after hours, <laughs> I machined these buckets with acrylic lenses. And the cool thing about the lenses is they were pretty much watertight. I want to say airtight because the only way to get that lens out of the bucket mm -hmm. is there's a hole in the back of the bucket and you put air pressurized you know air in the back and it'll Damn. slowly push the lens out of the bucket wow you know and i etched the flame i kind of i i drew out the a matching flame on the back side of the acrylic and i gave it a little quick sandblast on it to etch that that design in there we had some cu custom or some company back east make us the led boards for it Damn. but yeah so there's the tail lights and and the thing about the tail lights is they're a compound. The, the rear of that truck is a compound curve. So what Ryan did is I made the taillights. We bolted the taillights in there, and he actually shaped the taillight to the contour of the bed. Oh, wow. So he was grinding yeah. and smoothing out. So the taillight is a perfect match of the bed. It doesn't sink in. It, it doesn't protrude out or anything like that. It is the perfect compound curve to that the, tail, uh, the bed of the truck. Yeah, that's interesting. And I like how the lenses were kind of, you know, in that era, you know, clear taillights, kind of late 90s, early yeah. 2000s was big. But those taillights, yeah. the color, you know, looked great on it. Yeah, yeah. It, they turned out really cool. And then there was the um, the actuated license plate. You know, I'd always wanted to build stuff. I'm always building something. So, you know, when I was building this truck, I was making, you know, back then we had the old Firestone air compressors. You know, I was making these big billet heat sinks because they were always burning up, getting hot. So I made these big billet heat sinks for Firestone air compressors that just slid over the head. Mm -hmm. Just kind of dissipate that heat a little bit more. You know, I was just making all kinds of billet brackets and stuff here and there for the truck. And then I didn't want to I didn't want a license plate on the truck. I, I just thought like, you know, everybody does the work on the back of these trucks, you know, they smooth them all out and then they just put an ugly ass license plate on the back. Right. You got to have a license plate. So I'm like, man, I want to do something that's hidden. And I know I've seen, you know, hidden license plate holders and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, I'm just going to design my own thing and make my own thing. So I made this license plate that slides up and down that you can mount either in your tailgate or you can mount it at the front of the bed right behind the back window. So I fabbed up, made this aluminum bracket that held two little air cylinders. You had, it had its own separate valve that tagged into your air system. So, of course, you had to Same. have some type of air system, you know. Yep. And so I made that. I want to say Courtney's truck, Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we did a tech article on it. And I want to say that his truck was the first one. That I put one in. I don't. Think, I don't think it was mine. Yeah, we'll have to go back and look at that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, we did a tech article on it. Maybe it was my truck. I I don't remember. But I there was only three trucks that had the air actuated license plate. It was my truck, Jay's truck, and Courtney's truck. I had plans of like producing these things. I had a lot of people. I think there was. I think Mike Self ran an ad somewhere in one of the street trucks magazines about these license plates. Or maybe it was the tech article in Street Trucks. I, yeah. I think it was the tech article in Street Trucks that actually, you know, I formed my own little company. It was called uh, Billet Customs, I think it was. Yeah, because yeah, they mentioned that in the feature. It said Billet Customs under yeah, your name. Yeah, so I, I had plans of making these and producing them, but 
I was young and dumb. I didn't know anything. All I knew how to do was just build stuff, you know? Yeah. I didn't know anything about selling or anything. So it kind of just fizzled out. Fell down. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, whatever, you know? I mean, you know, I don't think I could have gotten what I couldn't have sold them for what I had into them. You know what I mean? It was just kind of one of the things. It was a cool idea. I'm sure nowadays, if I came up with something that was pretty cool, I'm sure there would be a lot of people that would spend the actual money to have it. But back then, we're just we're mini truckers, yeah, man. We're, we uh, yeah, we're cheap, you know we're <laughs> broke mini truckers. Yeah, scrounge together whatever we can to make this happen. So that didn't really go anywhere. It was a cool idea, you know. A lot of people liked it. It's funny. I'd go to a show instead of airing out the truck driving, I just air out the license plate, you know. And <laughs> we're like, oh, check out the license plate, you know. So and I and and when I would park, I would just just air it up enough to where you just seen California. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yep. It was cool. Yeah, and it was ironic because your truck was the fourth mini truck on the cover, so you had the black unibody, Jay's, uh, our homie Paul, uh, Paul Davis, he had the green ombre. He was on as a guest last year and then Steel Flame. And Paul also had, he had like an actuator on his. It was like at at the bed. And yeah. his was a little bit different. And then on my truck that we ended up building years later, bought a Bing, AVS, they're a company out there and they make a bunch of cool parts. They made, at the yeah. time, one that would tracked. And mine's inside the glass. So I always thought, to your point, that was a cool thing too because then you could hide it at a show. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was awesome. It just gave it a look, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. It looked good. And, and the thing that I think, just summarizing the truck in my head, is like, you know, you think paint, engine interior inside the bed stereo you know it it had pretty much everything and i'm kind of curious like do you recall when courtney shot it because obviously it ran um april 2002 uh i'm guessing what like was it after that sema that you guys maybe linked up because it was a very cool layout there yeah yeah it was after sema um it was over um in the area of jay's shop and ryan's shop in Dominguez Hills, if I remember right, right now in that area is, there's a soccer stadium. Um, it used to be Home Depot Center. I don't know what they call it now, but in that area, it was just being developed. So if you look at it, if you look at Courtney's shot, it's just asphalt road. There's no real buildings around it because it was just being developed. Right. It was later in the day. I do remember that. We had the sun to our backs the sun was setting so i do remember it i was there um i remember it like it was uh yesterday yeah there's so many iconic kind of west coast shoots i don't know what it is about the sky and i had to remind people like that's before you know that maybe the early infancy of a photoshop type thing but i mean those guys weren't really i mean they they had to use their skill you know to be able to get those those sunsets if you will and it just really was a great backdrop i think Courtney and, and even Brian, uh, those guys, like those three-quarter shots and those layouts they did uh, were just awesome. You know, it really – I think it really enforces it, and it's not just a two-page feature. You know, it's like, you know, you get into like basically like a six-page deal that was awesome for a mini truck and, and street trucks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Now, I do want to kind of mention like around this time, my understanding, you know, the whole Hot Wheels thing was starting to kind of come together. So if we think of – you know, this was April 2002 issue, and let's say it was shot, you know, three, four months, if you will, ish before that. 
The other yeah. cool thing, though, because I want you to share that story, but the prototype was used, which I thought was so awesome because it hyped up what was coming, but they put the prototype, Courtney did a photo of it in the feature. Yeah. How cool was that? Yeah, that's the. I still have that. That's one of the pictures I sent you last night. So awesome. I, I won't get rid of that. <laughs> right, right. That's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, it's just I won't get rid of it. So how that happened was Ryan finished up the paint job, and I had, let's see, I want to say it was the next day, maybe the day after that, Ryan had just finished buffing that truck. I threw some seats in it. I started putting it together, put the bumper on, put the grill on, the headlights. I got pretty much the whole outside presentable. Okay. And I tra I trailered it into work. And, uh, you know, this whole time, all the guys, hey, where's your truck, you know? I, I'm the youngest guy at that time working in the design center. So I took a lot of shit from guys, you know? <laughs> right, you're the low guy in total you know, hole. <laughs> yeah, you know, I... I uh, selling my honda you know i you know back then we had the recycler i don't even know if the recycler's still around but i put my my honda in the recycler <laughs> and i would get i would get calls from the guys in the shop hey just want to know if how much you're selling your roller skates for you know and <laughs> you know hey does your shoe come with laces you know it just right. all day long you gotta have thick thick skin but you know when i got the truck they they would just give me shit hey when, when's your piece of shit truck gonna be done <laughs> You know, you're, you ruined it. You lowered it. You know, they're all right. older guys. Sure. They're, they're driving lifted Broncos, you know. And But anyways, so about two days, I think it was two days after Ryan had finished it up, I put it on a trailer. I brought it into work. And I walked over to all the guys that were pretty much in support of the idea. Everybody was supportive. It's just these, these main guys, Carson, Dave. Uh, Larry Woods, you may have heard of his name. He's a big name in, in the Hot Wheels. He's like Hot Wheels King. You know, I, I, I went up to them and said, hey, I got my truck here. It's out in the parking lot. So they all went out there, walked, man, they shit their pants. They could not believe how good it looked. They were so impressed with the paint job on it. They they immediately said, take it off the trailer. We're taking pictures of it. We're building a die cast. <laughs> Holy shit. So, You're probably like, wait, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, I was just like what like i i didn't i didn't understand what they were saying you know so i got it off the, i got it off the trailer you know i had no interior you know it just two seats brought it over to an area where they wanted to take a bunch of pictures of of it they got all the pictures done they really started getting into the project meaning any sponsors that i had they needed releases from them so they could use their logo in any type of advertising, on diecast cars, anything, magazine, print, whatever it may be, they needed to know that it was okay from, you know, KMC Wheel, Colorado Customs, Vortec, Stitchcraft, Four Truck Specialties, Chaotic Ryan. All my sponsors, they needed them to sign releases saying, hey, we may use your logo on any Hot Wheel in the future anytime we want. Now, I don't know about you, but if you own a company and, and you got Hot Wheels coming to you saying, <laughs> we just need your signature you're not going to get any money but we just need your signature to use your logo on a car sign this paper you're Man. kind of you're you'd be cool with that right i mean it's like hey free advertising so <laughs> i that's what i thought sign. so um so that's that's how the hot wheel started and then once they got the pictures of it i uh they gave me 
I said, Hey, I, I want to build a prototype of the, of the truck. So back then they, they didn't have a licensing agreement for the exact design of an S10 Sonoma truck from Chevy. Mm. Uh, from So what they did have is they had, you could probably find them, but they had an S10 drag truck and it was super wide. The body lines were pretty much the same, but you know, they got to change so much of it to basically not get sued. I see. So they, they widened the truck. Um, they did some other thing. I think they may have chopped the top just a little bit, made the, the back of the truck just a little bit taller, like the tailgate area, just kind of gave it more of like a more streamlined, you know, slant to it, you know, look to it. So I took that truck, sawed it in half from the front bumper all the way through the top of the hood, through the roof, through the bed, sawed it in half and re, I, I, I don't know what I used solder or something i don't remember back in the day basically bonded it back together to make it the proper width mm-hmm. i don't remember the name of the department there but they were responsible for doing all the artwork for most of all the prototype toys that we were building so they were able to print me out the water decals for the exact flames that ryan did they wow. that basically from the pictures they just shrunk them down so Insane. they gave me, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I still have the pictures or, or the some stickers still. They gave me a sheet of all the stickers for the truck that is 164th scale. So I was able to cut them out. I, I got the paint from Ryan, the actual paint. It was a house of color, uh, true blue and passion pearl were the colors that we used on that truck. I got that paint. I painted the hot wheel that color. I put the decals on put the clear over it i had my buddy brandon over in the face painting department go through with the interior and paint the interior paint the dash you know the gray with with the the blue bezel the silver steering wheel the speakers in the back i mean he made it look almost identical to the full set the full-size truck yep you know and at that time i just threw whatever i think i think they're called the pr5 wheels whatever they had on there you know made some false floor body drop on the thing and that was the prototype. It had no no plastic windows or anything in it. So when Courtney shot that, I brought that with us for the photo shoot. So of course he wanted to get that in there. Yeah, that that's so awesome. And like that that was always there was a lot of you know buzz. Like I remember back in the street source days, right? The website where guys were like, oh yeah, you know he works at Hot Wheels, and you know like there was all these variations of the story. But is there one thing that you've heard over the years that you kind of just chuckle about and go? like a portion of the story that somebody's like, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, is there anything that you've heard? That's just like, so out there. Yeah. The truck came first, the full size <laughs> truck came first, then the hot wheel. I did not build this truck after the steel flame die cast. <laughs> I mean, they really did the research. They would see the timeline of everything. The die cast. I think it was released in 2002, The truck, I mean, it's all out there, you know, but the truck came first. The truck was, Hundred percent my design. Uh, obviously, Ryan had some in- involvement in it, but the truck came first, and then the diecast. I built the diecast, the prototype. But that was like that's like the biggest thing is like what came first. You know, right. a lot the of chicken people, or the egg or whatever. He, yeah. Oh, he he copied the diecast. Like, dude, just <laughs> look it up. It's all there. 
Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes to kind of think. Yeah, everyone kind of likes to feel like they think they know the story, or they're like, you know, they're telling their buddies, "Oh yeah, you know, such and such." And it's like, you know, so often people are wrong. You know, it's funny because like you kind of another thing was like, "Oh, he got everything for free." Well, it's not necessarily true. I mean, I got a lot of stuff for free, but I mean, it's like to the people that said that, I was like, "Well, what would you do? Were you going to say no?" You know what I mean? Like you got people calling you saying hey we want to we want to put this you know you want this for your truck we'll send it your way what are you going to say no exactly like some people have to think i tell people put yourself in that situation you know and i think sometimes it's maybe jealousy that other people didn't get the opportunity but you're like hey you didn't go out and say hey look i got this master plan we're going to do this truck and get all these guys involved like it kind of just came together like a like a great project man it's funny man because you mentioned jealousy like I don't know what it was. Again, I was super young. You know, I, I want to say I was 21. I, you know, going to car shows, truck shows and stuff. And like back then over here, I, I had the, I had the best times, man. It, like, I think like a lot of your guys on your podcast have said, you know, Rob, I think I remember saying those times were just the best times ever. Mm-hmm. Like to get truck run truck show. It was just the best times, but man, just some of the, animosity you would get from people or just dirty looks or just like f that guy you know it's like dude i don't even know you like yeah. why you know? it's i mean there's like i'm not gonna name any names but ah, I, i'm not gonna name any names yeah. but yeah and you can just still remember knows, the shit 20 he knows years who ago. he is yeah he knows who he is it, it was like it, it was a guy another s10 competitor you know same class i think man just like did not like me for whatever reason i don't know never even talked to the guy yeah just talk trash from what i heard but turns out he has a hot wheels poster in his garage so how about that <laughs> speaking of that i gotta you know find I mean? the guy's name before we finish uh in a few minutes in a little bit there's a guy when you said the the, the because there is the poster there's a guy that posted i gotta find it um and i gotta find his name i swear i've never seen a guy that had so many he, he had like he had to have a hundred of them like in this oh, one really? area, oh. yeah, and he has them all hung up like perfectly symmetrical and everything. And I was like, "Holy, holy shit!" You know, wow. But that that's cool to me because it, you know, a lot of us, whether we had Hot Wheels as a kid, I think we all had at least one. That oh, so many people link back their car addiction uh, to Hot Wheels. And, yeah, you know, sure. one thing that doesn't change over time is the damn prices on those things, right? I mean, cents or 98 cents, right? Yeah, for a buck, dude. I mean, you get some yeah, good fun yeah. out of it. And uh, yeah. I've got, I think I've got two. I've got one that got opened at some point over the years. And then I, I acquired, or maybe my buddy Kool Aid gave me another one back in the day. Yeah. Now they did um, something I, w- I didn't really think about till just now. They did re-release those as Hot Wheels will right over the years. There are I think some variants though, right? Different colors. Yeah. So I, I lost track, but I yeah, think yeah. there's probably six or seven different tampos of that truck. I, I I'm sure I have them all. Yeah. But you know I don't even know if they still make that truck itself in a different configuration. I don't know. But yeah, and sometimes they'll come back because there was a mini truck from the 80s and then they re-released it like three four or five years ago and everyone was like man there must be a mini trucker at hot wheels and i'm like now listen i don't have a huge collection i have a few 
And I had yeah. to remind people, I was like, dude, that was an 80s, like late 80s mini truck that they had at least. But it was one that was like topless and it had a speaker in the bed of it. You oh, know? yeah. But, but to your, it was a neat truck. Yeah. And to, yep. And to yeah. your point, it's like for this company to be as successful as they have, you know, they, they, they might wait 10, 20 years, kind of like Nike. They're going to bring back some shoes, whatever. But they have to kind of come back and, you know, that helps them, you know, get their return on investment. So it's funny you say that because back when I built this truck, when, you know, when I, when I approached them about it, you know, Carson was very supportive of it, but a lot of the guys were like, nah, you know, we're sticking to the, to the imports. You know, they, they had, they had some big deals with Honda, you know, Honda gave Hot Wheels a car, a Honda Civic, you know, and they, they did that car up with, uh, you know, Robert over at Modern Image was a big part of that yeah we had him on a long time ago yeah shout out to Robert. super super good dude you know so they built the honda and i had told them you know hey you guys really you're like missing the ball here like you guys need guys out to the truck jamboree check these shows out because you're missing a whole market you know i mean their trucks were i don't know what a dinosaur on wheels you know I, i don't I don't know what trucks they actually had out at that time, you know, other than that little S10 drag truck, but they were just missing a whole market. And I think with the Hot Wheels truck, it changed a lot, you know. I think it changed so. a lot. You know, met Christina, you know, Hot Rod. Oh, uh, right. Christina. Yeah. You know, she worked she worked there as an illustrator for a little bit. Oh. And then when I ended up leaving Mattel, she went to work for Jada Toys and oh. they were making they were making all the Dub City cars. So mm-hmm. I ended up working at Jay's shop for a little bit after Mattel. And then I ended up going over to Jada Toys working there. Um, the whole idea was, yeah, the whole idea was they were supposed to build a model shop. And I was going to be doing all the prototype work there. But that never happened. I ended up leaving there. So, you know, and of course they were big, big time into like, you know, the Escalades and the trucks and, all, you know, all the stuff that Hot Wheels should have been doing, you know. Yeah, like I'm into the 60s Lincolns. I got my brand Lincoln Addict, and I've always loved those cars. And you remember when Jada was doing, you know, those were a big one for him. You know, they had the suicide doors and the hood, you know, reverse and all that. But that stuff was always crazy. And, like, even back then, they were selling them for, like, 16, 18 bucks. I was like, man, for that big of a car, like, it was a great value. Yeah, a lot of detail in those cars. Yeah, way more than than I'd I'd expect. Now, I did want to ask you, so, like – you know, just high level, but like working at Mattel and then deciding to leave, like, do you just get to the point where you're kind of burned out or you kind of feel like, you know, career wise, Hey, I want to be more, uh, you know, more creative. Is, is that what leads um, you to maybe leave a Mattel company? No, it was, it was bad decisions. Company acquirements there. They downscaled a lot. A lot of people got caught up in it. Am I, am I glad I'm not there? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't think I would have lasted much longer being there. You know, of course, a lot of stuff started going overseas and rapid prototyping and a lot of the hands-on prototyping started going away. Got it. You know, yeah, back technology then. Technology and all that cost and all yeah, that stuff. Oh, back then, the 3D printing was was a thing, but it was called something else. We had machines, SLS machines, SLA machines. They still used laser, but they were using resins, uh, resins mm-hmm. and powders to build products prototypes and stuff like that there was no 3d printing it's same pretty much the same concept but it had just started getting into that and you can kind of see the writing on the wall where you know a lot of these prototype builders like myself they're not going to be there much longer 
Got it. So, yeah, it's just it, it's an unfortunate thing in my opinion, just because of the you know just. Uh, technology and things like that. But at the same time, I mean, you and I both know it's just crazy that the cost cutting that companies do, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Now I had posted July 2nd, 2021 way back Wednesday. Thanks Tyler square body society, maybe for this one, he had the, the hot wheels banner or poster. And then of course the guy, Brian Splawn, S P L A W N he says, I got mine. Thanks, Sean, way back when. And, dude, he's got – I'd have to count them. I mean, let's just say at least 50 of them. I'll, I'll text you the photo. But, um, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, guys <laughs> are out there. They love their Hot Wheels, that's for sure. Now, one thing yeah. I, I meant to ask you earlier, but I wanted to make sure I get it in. In the Street Trucks feature, it did mention a $100 bill on the tailgate. Is there any oh, yeah. truth to that? that? I'm guessing there oh, yeah. is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that was Ryan's uh... – that was Ryan's signature back in the day. I don't think yeah. he did it on every paint job, but it was like some of the more prestigious ones, I guess you want to say. You know, he did that $100 bill. I, I of course, wanted I said, I absolutely have to have that. Uh, here's a brand new Chris $100 bill. <laughs> you know, now I'm broke. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I got, a, I got oh, a $100 bill. Cool. So I thought it was the coolest thing. Like I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot. A lot of painters, you know, there's some copycats out there, but that's not for me to say. I'm not a painter, but I think Ryan, I think Ryan was the originator on that. Um, like I said, I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, Jay's truck has it. There's a few other trucks. So Yeah, and shout out to, you know, you and Ryan and especially Ryan because, you know, the, the term keep it 100, which is kind of come out of hip hop. Is a big thing. Everybody says it now, but I mean, he was keeping a 100 way long oh, before sure. people were trying to say, I'm keeping it a 100, right? Absolutely. Um, so that's good stuff. Uh, a few more yeah. questions for you. So the one thing I wanted to point out, so we always gravitate towards April 2002, Street Trucks, obviously cover, six-page feature, amazing. I'll post it for, for those. For those that don't know, I did go through this issue on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out. But also, and I and I tried to dig mine out. I, I looked for 30 minutes, and I had it out for two years, and, and I misplaced it. But Sport Truck, you know, around 2003, they also run the feature, which I thought was awesome, and that ran as, I think, Child's Play. Yeah, yeah. John O'Neill shot that. I don't remember who who did uh who did the article gary gary something i don't remember his name but john shot that i think it was out in the riverside area somewhere i don't remember the location yeah, yeah it was cool because you know sport truck always would you know it was great i love that magazine right because they they weren't afraid to shoot something that had been on the cover already and they gave a different spin which i always appreciated that's what i was just gonna say i was super happy to like somebody else wanted to shoot it you know what i mean like you know back in the day you know well when this thing was being built i had you know mini trucking i had truck and obviously street trucks yep. i had them all calling me hey we want to shoot this truck i already promised courtney i'm not going to go back on my promise i wanted it on the cover of street trucks you know i had trucking tell me basically hey we'll put it on the cover of trucking and mini trucking wow I to this day I still don't believe that. Yep, I yep. had a lot of people saying I had a lot of people saying no, they can't do that. You know, blah blah blah. They've never had a mini truck on on the cover of trucking. I don't know if they were making exceptions or it was just kind of hey, let's we'll just you know we'll tell them that. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> It'll be on the cover of mini trucking, but yeah. But back to it, I I was 
super excited that John wanted to shoot it. Sport truck wanted the truck because it was already featured. You know, yep. he said, Hey, it's not going to be on the cover. I'm like, I don't care. You know? Yep. Yep. So. I thought it was sick. Now, a magazine that so there's a couple obscure magazines and when we had Devin on from Relax, you know, we talked about his Mosbury Delight, you know, his ran in an obscure magazine. This is always intriguing to me because a lot of times, especially in that era, we didn't have access to buy these obscure magazines. So oftentimes only the owner, sometimes a builder, will have an issue. And Cal C A L magazine is very rare, at least here. Of course, some of the Japan guys we follow, they've got sick insane collections but in cow yeah. magazine dude that you had shared that with me and i really appreciate it i had asked you hey yeah. were there any other magazines and how fucking cool was that you have steel flame and jay la rosa's both in that issue yeah that was uh you know i don't remember how that came about mm-hmm. I, i'm pretty sure it it was because of jay shop yep i think both those japanese magazine the cow and the a cars Jay had a lot to do with that. I, I, I want to say, I think Cal came first. They did the special. They included both of our trucks. I don't know how Jay met those guys. Um, you got to get Jay on, man. Yeah, uh, I, I did message him recently, and he said he would come on. And perfect. it was, and I wasn't even, when I asked him, you know, he's always kind of been on our list. We always loved his S10. And it was yeah. funny, like, I knew that, that there was a connection with you, but I when I when I was messaging with them or exchanging comments, it wasn't even about like, oh yeah, we're getting ready to have Steve on, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and we wanted him to tell that story on that S10, and yeah, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Now, again, the two obscure magazines I'll share, and that's one of the cool things I love doing about this podcast because you know when we link up with someone like you, it says hey, graciously kind of sharing some of this stuff that people have never seen at least here for the most part. Yeah, you know that that's awesome. Now, the truck has obviously changed hands over the years. Does it ever amaze you that, number one, it's so beloved, and two, it really has stood the test of time? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm surprised it's still out there. I'm surprised it's not just destroyed just because it has changed hands so many times. There, there's a, you know, it, it suffered, you know, a few scratches, scrapes, I think, the fender was munched up a little bit, but I know Don who has it now, he's getting it all fixed up right now. And I, from what I understand, he's bringing it to the grand national roadster show, which is awesome. Like, although I'm not the owner, but still, it's still my truck. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly. going to the, it's, it's going to the roadster show, which is awesome, you know, but I know he's taking really good care of it. I think not including me. I think he's the fifth owner. Yep. Of that truck? Yep, something like that. I wanted to buy the truck back after I sold it. Well, not after, but from the first guy I sold it to, the guy who bought it from me. I wanted to buy it back from him. Um, when he was ready to sell, it it just didn't happen. And then Scott Pence from Torque Designs, Scott, I think Scott, yeah, uh, from Torque Designs ended up buying it. And I told Scott, I said, hey, let me know if you decide to sell it please hit me up first. And he did. But at that time he said, I'll sell it to you for what I bought it for. And I wanted it bad. I wanted it back. I just stick it in storage, Yep. you know, give it to my sons, you know, whatever. But I, I had nowhere to put it at the time. I'm like, man, I can't afford to put it in a storage, you know, yep. just for a truck to sit. So it, it moved on. I think, uh, I think Fester bought it. I think Fester bought it from Scott. And then it went to, 
I don't remember. Who yeah, I was tagging the owners for a minute, yeah. and then it kind of got confusing uh, that it had yeah. sold again. In September, I was out in California at cruising for a cure at OC Fair. I had never been to that event. And uh, I got a ch- yeah, and dude, it was the most well-run show I've ever been yeah. to, and I've been going to shows 25 I, years. Yeah, Just, I've had the truck there. Yeah, and uh, what an amazing facility. But Don Garling, as you mentioned, Jr., I slapped hands yeah. with him there, and R.A. flamed SS. I know Juan Trevito had, I think, chimed in to say, hey, this is the current owner. And I do yeah. believe that Juan is involved heavily in, in getting those trucks out there later this month. So pretty cool. Now, what was funny is people had chimed in. They said, when's someone going to fix the fender? You know, a couple guys will chime in on that. And the truck was so awesome. Like, dude, I would look at it. I would take photos of it. And, like, my brain was just always like, man, this truck is so awesome. Like, I didn't even ever realize the fender had the little gash in it. But it's cool that Don's working on it. Yeah, I think the reason being is because the, the damage is, like, right in that liquid metal frame. Yes. So it kind of lands right in. So, like you, like you said, you really don't notice it until you're, like, really examining the truck. You know, I mean, it's the first thing I notice when... That that I I believe the guy I sold it to it happened to him. He for whatever reason aired it out when the wheels were turned and it yeah. crunched the yeah. That that's I think what I had heard. But oh yeah, and you know we're big fans um, of Colorado Custom Wheels. You know we love Michael and team over there, and I've got Colorado Custom Wheels on my '64 Lincoln. And uh, I just, I mean, I love those Paradox wheels on it. I think it looks good. And, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, maybe one day it will come back your way if the time's right and if it's something that, that works for you. But, you know, I've always appreciated, like, you've been cool. Like, we've tagged you in the photos and things. You know, what, what, the other thing that I, I almost forgot to ask is some of my buddies, including Ruben, Artiaga, we've talked about, we remember that the truck was on, there was, I swear it was some of the IF guys or something, maybe the down the earth guys, but there was a guy that that was on a TV show that had a wedding. (laughs) And what was cool is they did this truck themed wedding and it's been the back of my mind because I think it only saw it once, it aired once, but that was a unique thing. And I think you had shared with me recently, that was like, I think the guy you had sold it to that had like a dog walking business or something. Yeah, that was, that was Josh. Josh. Um, Okay. Josh, that's the one I sold it to. He did. He he bought that truck with his dog walking earnings. Crazy! I know <laughs> when I saw that, I was dog. like, "Damn!" <laughs> I had no idea it was such a thing. Like, I'm like, "Oh, so what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, I walk dogs." I'm like, "No, no. like, yeah, is that like your hobby or something?" Like, <laughs> I get it. I love dogs too, but I mean, he's like, "No, man, that that's how I make my money." And I'm like, "Wow!" So yeah, Josh bought the truck. I, I don't remember his wife's yeah. name. I, yeah. But yeah, they did that, and honestly, I've never even seen the episode. I, I, I don't. I, a lot of people told me about it. Yeah, it was back before streaming. I think we still had DVRs back then, and someone had heard about it. Yeah. But there's some of those little things that they're just hard to find because they just never, you know, showed up online. But um, yeah, dude, man, it's been like a great trip down memory lane. I mean, for me, you know, obviously we were all a lot younger, but you know, knowing you know you were kind of a young cat at that time too, and. You know, knowing yeah. that you enjoyed going to shows and stuff, and and hearing the actual real real story has been just awesome, um, man. I mean, we can't thank you enough for just kind of sitting down with us, man. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you. Yep, and um, you can find Steve Platt. It's S M P six one. If you do want to follow him, or if you need stuff yeah. out in the Vegas area, uh, why don't you give a yeah. shout out to like you know your kids and and wife or anybody you want to? Yeah, hi to my wife Janice, all my kids. Definitely a thanks to, again, Ryan, Jay, Carson, 
Courtney, of course, everybody that was a big part in that truck. You know, I'll never forget them. I'll always be thankful. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Do you ever get people to ask you to sign either the Hot Wheels or the poster oh, at least man. once? <laughs> Why well, you got to bring that up, dude? Right. You know, <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, man, I, I'm kind of embarrassed. You know, I, I'm nervous. She, and, you know, she's, she's a supporter. She's not into the trucks, but she loves cars. Right, she's, right. She, was, she wasn't, but she is now. But, you know, she would hear the stories, you know, on Facebook that I signed a Hot Wheel, and she would give me so much shit. <laughs> Ribbity, and I'm like, right? look, or I, sign, I signed a, a poster, and I'm like, look, I didn't do it and just give it to people. They asked me. Right. And, of course, when they asked me, I'm like, dude, are you serious? You want me to sign this? Like, I'm just some dumb shit kid who built this truck, you know? And But, you know, to everybody else, you know, on the other side of the fence, they were looking at it like, oh, my God, it's it's the truck that we've been waiting to come for it to come out. You know, it's the Hot Wheels. It's it's a die cast car. You know what I mean? And I get it, but it's so embarrassing. You know, like <laughs> well, it is kind of a weird feeling. My truck was on the cover oh, in 2013 dude. and people asked me to sign it. But I also kind of collect things that are sometimes signed. So, like, I'll have a DVD uh, or, or things like that. Um, and, and sometimes I'll ask, you know, it's weird for me to ask someone, Hey, would you mind signing it? It's going to my collection. I'm not going to sell it. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, but, um, I don't mind, you know, it's just kind of funny, you know, and it's, my wife thinks it's hysterical, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, definitely. And, but like I said, uh, for all the listeners, uh, go out there and follow Steve Platt SMP six one on Instagram. Of course, um, I want to give out the new owner's Instagram. It's relaxed. Uh, I'll find it, but it's relaxed SS. Uh, you could check that out. I might actually try to have him come on at some point just to talk about acquiring the truck, right? And kind of tell that story. So uh, you guys can look him up. But like I said, dude, for you to take a little bit of time, this was a big thing in our truck scene. Let's all be honest. And we appreciate you telling the story here on OLP. And thanks for listening, Steve. And we wish you all the best in 2023 and beyond, man. Thank you. You as well. Yep, to your family. You guys stay on the rise, and we'll talk to you soon, Steve. Right on, man. Take care. Yo, it's a wrap. Thank you so much if you listened all the way through. We really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe. We have a lot more awesome guests lined up for 2023 and beyond. You can follow Steve Platt, again, SMP61 on Instagram. We'd like to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. Their flagship event is every June, third weekend in June in Biloxi. That's scraping the coast. Come on out for the 21st annual, again, this June in Biloxi, Mississippi. Also, their next event in conjunction with Keg Media is Orange Beach Invasion. You can go to obishow.com. Of course, that's going to be the third weekend in March. We'll see you down there, kind of the spring break time in Orange Beach, Alabama, Again, stay on the rise. Thank you so much, Steve, for your time. And we'll hit you guys in two weeks with another episode of OLP. We at you. Peace. Peace.